This is a Rooster Teeth production. In the 1500s, English settlers attempted to establish their first colony in North America. One such attempt went awry when a captain returned from a supply run to find the colony completely abandoned with only the word Croatoan carved into a nearby tree. Today we discuss the historic disappearance of the Roanoke colony. This is Red Web. It's Disappearance Month at Red Web. I'm Trevor Collins. That's Alfredo Diaz. Oh my goodness. Boy, am I excited about this. Just because I watched the season of American Horror Story that had this. Yeah. That, and, and it was a good season in my opinion. But With Lady Gaga as the Witch of the Woods. Oh yeah. 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 Man, what a wild now season. And then. That's true. She was also in uh, Doesn't Matter. This isn't about that. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is this is one of the like quintessential disappearance mysteries of our time. This is probably going to be the oldest, if not one. Well, one of the oldest. But at this point in time, it's the oldest mystery we've ever covered here in 1584 is when this all kicks off. A lot of us here in America hear about this in a very light surface level way when we go through uh, the American history. But to our friends abroad in the task force, I would love to hear if you've ever heard of this. This is like a pretty big mystery for, for America, but it's so fascinating in so many different ways from a sociological perspective, from a trying to colonize the Americas perspective, from a political perspective. There's so many different layers to this that come up. It's just deeply fascinating. And it's one of the first mysteries I personally ever heard that really sparked my interest in the unknown. Just the idea, the, the, the hook being a colony of people just fricking disappeared. Yep. And uh, where did they go? With one word carved into a post, that's like a show, man. That's like a, a movie trailer. Mm-hmm. And then they made it into, yeah, it hit its forms of media. For sure. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you know, this is one of those episodes where I'm going to kind of go through the history of this colony and then the the mystery itself of the lost colony. And most of the conversation is going to be happening in the theories. This is otherwise kind of like a storytelling with a lot of theories attempting to reflect upon that story. I'm really excited to get into it. So oh, let's yeah. just do it. In 1584, Sir Walter Raleigh, an English statesman, made plans to establish the first permanent English colony in North America on the island of Roanoke. This island was off the coast of what is now North Carolina in Dare County. The name Dare will come up in, uh, in the future and you'll know why it's named Dare County. But at this point in time, this area was called Virginia. At this same time, Spain and England were both attempting to colonize the Americas. It was thought that this area was far enough away from the Spanish colonies down south that it would be difficult to find because of the nearby islands and a lot of other geographical reasons. So they're like, hey, this is a safe place to set up shop permanently. At first, in 1585, the soldiers and colonists had friendly relationships with the Native Americans in the area. It's worth noting that these colonists, it says soldiers slash colonists in my notes, they essentially were just soldiers. There weren't like farmers, there weren't normal everyday citizens, as it were. It was a colonist of militarized folk. Oh, mm -hmm. I feel like, mm, okay, that might lend itself to some 
some thoughts in my head that might yeah. pop up. I'm also going to say, this is a great time to say it too, as soon as I make a very factual, punctual statement, we're mystery enthusiasts. I'm certainly oh, not yeah. a historian. We, we're probably going to stumble on a couple of these things. We're trying our best to act, uh, to gather all of the data and, and tell the mystery as it is. Um, but listen, I know there's a lot of historians in our audience. You guys are great. Please let us know if we fumble over anything. But, uh, but that said, let's get back into it. So at this point in time, it was peak season for crops, so they had plenty to share with the colonists, they being the Native Americans. And a, a ship at this point in time went back to England for supplies. On that ship, they brought a couple of the Native Americans with them, so that way they could see where the English colonists come from, because they're obviously strangers, this is huge for them, this is, this is wild. Interesting, very nice of them. Yeah, well, we'll see. We have one Chesse, who was from the Sakotan, uh, slash Roanoke tribe, and we have Manteo from the Croatoan tribe, and they both traveled back to Europe with those going back for supplies. It's worth mentioning because, again, not a historian, the Croatoan tribe is, is called that by the British. I'm not sure if they had a different name for themselves or uh, if that's just something we didn't have access to when making our notes, but just wanted to put that there. However, when the fleet eventually arrived back at Roanoke with more food and supplies for the colony, their flagship crashed. So the ship is now crashed on the, on the coast there. It contained a majority of their food and supplies and the colonists didn't know how they would grow their food. They, they basically were like, we're not, we're in dire straits out here. We need the Native Americans to help us stay alive. Let's go get some, uh, some supplies and show Europe off to our new native friends here. When they came back, they crashed, lost a lot of the supplies that they worked so hard to get. And as a result, the colonists needed to rely heavily on the Native Americans even more than before. The Native Americans at this point then began to grow frustrated with the colonists who were asking obviously at this point too much and the colonists yeah. would not live peacefully with them. And so tensions started to grow and neither group really trusted one another. The Sakotan leader, Wingina, decided that they would not be able to feed the colonists any longer. They're pulling the ripcord. They're saying, hey, you need to fend for yourselves. We're happy to help you. This needs to kind of end now because tensions are high. But because of that, the governor of the colony, Ralph Lane, launched a surprise attack, which killed Wingina and the rest of the Sakotans left the island. Yeah, so very quickly. Went south not, fast. Went south very fast. And I'm like, you are... You are here with your flagship crashed. You don't know what you're doing. You are desperate for supplies and you're antagonizing the people that grew up on this land, that yep. know this land. Not, I mean, every time I hear this story, I'm just like the lack of foresight. They're just, I mean, and, and but that's what you get when you have a colony of, of uh, I guess, soldiers is yeah. like they're outfitted for certain solutions and not, those solutions don't apply to all problems. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard of many stories at all where the colonists and Native Americans worked out pretty, you know, peacefully. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Um, but we won't dive into to all of that, uh, but I do recognize it. Now, when Sir Francis Drake, who was a British explorer, was sailing through this area in June of 1586, so this is a year, two years later, from the plan being initiated. The colonists left Roanoke willingly. They said, I gotta get out of here. And they supposedly left in such a hurry that they accidentally left three men behind in their rush. So we don't know what happened to those three men, but oh. not long after they left, British provisions arrived. They found the colony deserted. They left behind 15 soldiers with those provisions to 
essentially guard the colony. They're trying to mm -hmm. make a permanent establishment. So they're like, listen, we got to we got to start here. Let's just double down. A year later, Raleigh wanted to reattempt an English colony, this time with the help of artist and explorer John White, who had actually previously visited Roanoke with him. This time, a little bit different, instead of sending soldiers, they sent families and gathered a group of approximately 112 to 121 men, women, and children. This included White's wife as well as his pregnant daughter, Eleanor Dare, hence the name Dare County. There was very, like, I don't know, just beef going on. Oh, yeah. Like, why? Uh, yeah. This spot is soiled. I'll just say that, you know? Yeah. I mean, your people are soiled to the natives, right? It doesn't matter where you show up at this point. You've really not, you've really not done well with the welcome mat. And so to go back to the same site already is, is just, I don't know, man. doesn't seem like a good idea. Yep, not at all. But I'm thinking in their shoes, they're probably like, all right, well, it was our mistake to bring soldiers. Let's bring families and maybe that will change things. It's optimistic. Ooh, that is very optimistic. Yeah. But hey, they see land to take and so they're going to try it. Yep. They left England on May 8th of 1587. So this is now three years after the original plan was conceived and, and, and set forth. So it's like... If that gives you any idea of how much, how little time has has passed, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it just straight up just we're like, all right, let's just keep going, just keep moving. No thought, no. Oh man, I don't even know if like the people, the families really knew, you know? Right. I mean, probably not. Uh, you're mm -hmm. you're you're going under the assumption that things are fine. This is a giant leap of faith as a family person in England to to want to make a future across the sea on a new land. And you just have to assume that the leadership knows what's up and that they are who they say they are and that they, they have the history they say they have. Yep. It's a lot, but uh, let's dive now. That's the history kind of of this colony. Let's dive now into how this disappearance came to be. So originally going back to this plan and going back to the idea of this initial spot, I think it's important we discuss that because initially White had planned to establish the colony in a different location, but nearby where current day Chesapeake Bay is. So obviously a new unique spot, a little bit further away, mm -hmm. smart. But the captain of the ship, Simon Fernandez, ordered the colonists to disembark once they got to Roanoke in July, when White intended to briefly stop there and relieve the 15 soldiers that they had left behind. Basically like, hey, I'm John White. We should go pick up those 15 soldiers, take them to the new location, and just start afresh. Just start anew, forget yep. the memories, forget the mistakes, you know, yeah. whatever. Smart. Mm-hmm. Or, and you know, and hope. But the captain says, uh-uh. So while they're trying to relieve the soldiers, he's just like, all right, everybody, we're here. Get off. And you know these people are, like, so excited to break land. Right, yep. And, uh, and I'm sure the captain's thinking, there's already stuff built here. People already know how to get here. Why futz around with a new location? Well, a lot of reasons but they didn't. So they're now at the same location where the relationships with the Native Americans went south. Fernandez believed it was too close to hurricane season to continue traveling. So that's another reason why he wanted to stop. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not silly, but I don't know. It's it's a big decision to make. I, I would push some risks, you know, if you're trying to make a yeah. permanent establishment. Hurricane season can like, you can push it a little bit, but that's just me. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, there's just... With the hurricane, it's like, yeah, it is, you know, some uncertainty, but I don't know, like going back to that place is, is you know, it's bad. 
Yeah. I mean, if you're in the Carolinas today, it's not like every June and July, you just like, I'm not going outside. Could be hurricanes. I mean, like they could happen on, along the East Coast and they do. But anyway, I, I digress. I think mm-hmm. my point remains. I, I think you and I are on the same page that maybe in hindsight, they should have gone to a different location. But regardless, they're at the uh, previous location. And when they went to the site of the previous colony, they found a bunch of abandoned houses that remained overgrown with melons. So, hey, you're uh, We've got melons at least. <laughs> Eat up. The 15 soldiers that were left behind by the previous English ship were, ding, ding, nowhere to be found. That's a bad Omi. I'm getting the heck out of Dodge. This is this is why I want to push hurricane season. No, no evidence or anything. They they just they were not there. They were not nowhere to be found. Mm. And just days after their arrival at Roanoke, the Native Americans in the area began to attack the colonists. So again, ding, ding, maybe don't bunker down and double down, uh, triple down at this point. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, on with the story with the help of Manteo. John White attempted to repair the colonist relationship with the local tribes. I think that's incredibly important. And I think that was his optimism. I think that was his plan all along. And they were able to reestablish their friendship with the Croatoans, but not the others, which makes sense because the other tribe had their leader killed and they were basically forced off of this island. Yeah, that bridge was like burnt Mm -hmm. down to a crisp. Oh, yeah. The colonists quickly realized that they did not have enough people, supplies, or food to survive this area, and then they urged, because of this, White to return to England for these very items. Says, I don't know how you plan for something like this, but one might want to take inventory of uh, of the of the goods that you're bringing with you before you land and then go, we don't have enough. It's been a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it is not a quick journey back. It is over 3,000 miles. That's all I know. Uh, from around this area back to to London. Yeah, some distance. Mm-hmm. But regarding this decision, you know, John White felt very uncertain about the decision to leave. He had a daughter that just gave birth, and he was afraid of being accused of desertion, which is a fair thing, but also the relationship with the locals were, were tumultuous. I mean, they had just repaired them as best they could with one of the tribes. It's a lot to leave behind, especially with your family involved. But all that aside, he did make the decision to go back, and on August 25th, 1587, he sets sail back for England. Now, here comes the origin of all pain for this story. Mm. When he arrived back in England, the war with Spain had only just started, and at this point, no ships were able to leave England. The Queen was requesting all available ships stand on guard and help with the war at hand. So... He arrives at England, and now he is stuck. It would be another three whole years before White would be able to sail back to Roanoke. So you can imagine. Yeah. So now think of this. His family, his daughter, his granddaughter. Yeah. All of these families, like 120 some odd folk, are out there at Roanoke. Their supplies three years ago was dwindling. We have rocky relationships with the Native Americans. Such a bad thing. Like none of this is planned well at all. No. Not really. I mean, I think it was just one of those times where, you know, technology just hadn't caught up to man's ambition, right? Right now we're pushing space uh, limits. Yeah. Uh, we did that back in the 60s, and that was where it was definitely on our uh, edge of science, right? And when you do that, you risk lives. And I think that what happened here was that man's appetite to explore and conquer uh, overcame its its ability to safely traverse the, the waters and lands uh, mm-hmm. of the world. But anyway, 
Yeah, three years. So now in 1590, White returns to Roanoke, and as they sailed closer to the island, he wrote in his journal that he could see a plume of smoke rising from it. So he's like, oh, breath of relief. The people are there. And I don't know if it's a fire like the town's burned down or if it's a fire like we're cooking burgers, come on down. But when White arrived at where he left the colonists, no one could be found. Their homes had been taken apart and grass had overgrown them, meaning that they had been gone for quite some time. There were no valuables left behind, nor were there any signs of violence. The only clues of the colonists were the letters C-R-O carved into a tree and the word Croatoan carved into one of their wooden posts. So, it is believed the colonists decided to move to the nearby Croatoan island, which was about 50 miles or 80 kilometers away. White then said, okay, well, let's attempt to sail there. However, hazardous weather conditions prevented him from doing so. When the ship he borrowed was damaged, he could no longer make it to the Croatoan island, and so he returned to Europe. This is where I have to pause and have an aside of my own to you, Fredo, because... He can't make it 50 miles up the coast to go to this Croatoan island. I get it. The waters are different. You're navigating islands, etc., etc. Right. But if you're damaged, how are you going to make it 3,000 plus miles back yeah, to that's Europe? Yeah, that's a little weird. It's wild. And so, like, this is the piece of the story that adds a little bit more confusion. I mean, obviously, the three-year pause is, like, the catalyst for this whole mystery. But now, not going to the Croatoan island... It, it, oh, man. Pin this. Play your red web drinking game. We're putting a drink. We're putting a, a pin in this because this will come back. Because man, there's a lot of details that we're talking about that uh, as a youth I didn't know. But anyway, doesn't matter. That's what happened. He went back to Europe and was unable to fund another expedition back to Roanoke. So White could not raise the money himself and later moved to Ireland to kind of forget his previous life and forget. I guess maybe not forget, but leave his family in to the unknowns of the of the new world oh oh man that's a little insane i mean that's not just like the mother or the it's like a whole it's like generations it's yeah it's it's his whole family just go all right i'm gonna leave it all yeah and and i don't blame anybody for not wanting to fund this after literally disappearance after disappearance after you know like you have the the first the military goes out there's a scuffle they come back they leave 15 they're gone when they come back again you you know the queen's position on this maybe if not indirectly because i would say that this would be important enough that you could let one ship go with some supplies despite the war going on because like let's just think in cold political terms you're trying to land grab right now you're trying to make relationships with a different continent yeah. For whatever whatever that end goal is, you're trying to do it. And the fact that the Queen's like, nope, you're helping with the war effort, says to me then that it already was was um, deprioritized, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I, I'm not surprised that he was not able to get another trip out there. Oh, no, not at all. That's expensive. It's- Very. And risky. I mean, you're just sending yeah. your people out to the unknown. And what's ultimately happening, they're just like, well, regardless of what's happening, they're, they're certainly ending up dead or question mark at best right yeah MIA yeah MIA and then that's where we're at that's ultimately you know he had to live the rest of his days out in Ireland not knowing whatever happened to his family or the colonists of Roanoke I can't imagine what that would feel like uh, especially since this was uh, his optimistic attempt to come back make amends and actually build an established settlement but anyway 
That is the story of Roanoke. As I mentioned, a Damn. plethora of theories to dive into with some new, well, not new information, but some some tricklings of information throughout. But how you feeling, man? How how you feeling on this one uh, so far? Where's your Where's your mind at? I just, I mean, I feel like uh, you know there might have been some. I f- I feel like you know maybe things went down with the Native Americans. Yeah, and you know, rightfully so, it trying to just take up their land. I mean. Yeah, the U.S. history is, they won't show you in schools, but we were not kind No people who rightfully own this land. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there was, you know, some form of retaliation, and that might, I've, I don't know, that's just kind of where I'm leaning towards. Right, I mean, even leaving the dark history in another conversation, like, just looking at this. I mean, it wasn't a good first move. I mean, sure, I, there's nothing inherently wrong with having a, a colony of pure soldiers, but you are outfitting them with a few solutions, right? That they mm-hmm. have their tools. And what happened when locals came through and tensions got high? Like, yeah, it wasn't the best move to kind of start attacking when you were overextending your already warm welcome uh, leader at the time. Like they're like, they're like, hey, we're cutting you off. We've done a lot of helping. We are starting to right. starve at your expense. Yada, yada, yada. Fights break out. Yeah, because they have to like tend to uh, their stuff too and get ready right. for the seasons and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like to sit there. I don't know, man. Like there's already a system in play and you're yep. asking for even more help. And at, at some point you just can't. Yeah. So let's dive into the theories. And I think the first one makes the most sense just based on what we're talking about right now. Some believe that the Roanoke colonists were killed by the local Native American groups. The initial attempts at colonizing the area went badly because the colonists ruined their relationship with the Native peoples. Uh, You know, we've talked about this pretty in depth now, and it's likely that they were no longer interested in any sort of diplomacy when the next group of colonists arrived. Now, at the time, John White's saying, I think we made amends with the Croatoan people. I think we reestablished that positive connection. I think we came with enough uh, goods to get ourselves up to speed right now, but maybe not not truly enough because he had to go back. I don't, I don't know. But regardless, the theory continues to say that it's that. It's that those relationships went south and that's what it was. You know, we have Juan Chese who came back to Europe and returned to Roanoke with the colonists. He was the leader of the Roanoke and he did not trust the colonists whatsoever. I mean, remember, we have two of the uh, natives Americans who came back to Europe with them. Juan Chese came back with a, a total distrust, not interested in diplomacy or anything. And we have Monteo who came back and who did side with the colonists and did try to help. Yeah. And the only wrinkles truly in this theory, this very Occam's razor solution, is that White didn't find any signs of a struggle or violence during his return to Roanoke, nor did he find any mass burial or grave that would indicate that the colonists had been killed and buried. That said, there is a lot of land here and even more ocean. And who's to say that the Native Americans felt the need to bury uh, if there was a fight here? I mean, maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. I, I don't maybe, know. Maybe they would. I have no idea of, of, of you know, about the culture. So this is just me just right. thinking from like, you know, the red web point of view of, of trying to think of... Uh, what could happen here? I mean, maybe they didn't want them on their grounds. Totally possible. You know? Yeah. So throw them out into the water. 
But I mean, like, just because you didn't find any evidence of that is like, it's kind of hard. I mean, and, and then I guess I should say we as a as a people now of the world haven't found this evidence because, you know, we've scoured the entire lands now. And, and you know, uh, even up to today, people are trying to investigate this mystery. So I guess at the time they didn't find anything. And even now they're not finding anything. I, I maybe should clarify. But I would think that they didn't bury the bodies then, right? I, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, if this theory is uh, what happened, right? Yeah, because eventually we would find remains somewhere yeah because i could also see i could also see them taking the bodies elsewhere and and then giving it like a proper burial uh, cemetery um location um but we would eventually find the bodies i think i mean it'd be a huge grave totally possible but um the fact that white didn't find any signs of struggle that one's tough too because remember all all the goods were taken the houses were dismantled like it was almost as if nothing was there by the time they got back. And so, you know, a few years can maybe hide the sign of a scuffle. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think this one's totally possible. I think it's realistic, but we will explore some other theories. And I will I would love to hear your gut check uh, when it comes to this, like I said, very Occam's razor theory versus uh, some of the theories to come. Uh, we're going to conclude with one of a, a bigger theory that I've known about that I I think is very interesting and very likely. But with the, I'm going to bury the lead on that one, but let's dive into this next one here. This next theory says that perhaps the Roanoke colonists may have decided to travel further west so that they weren't killed or what have you at the original colony, but instead decided to move because this wasn't an ideal location. In John White's journal, he also wrote that he and the colonists were planning to eventually move, quote, 50 miles further up into the main, end quote, which would be near Chowan River's mouth, or I should say the mouth of Chowan River. <laughs> now it just says, it sounds like I'm saying Joan River and her mouth. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so basically there was a plan, regardless of landing at Roanoke and creating a foothold there. They're like, all right, fine. Well, we will stop here despite my initial plans, but we should all move, you know, to a different location 50 miles away at some point. So this is where that theory really kicks off. One of John White's pieces of art was a very detailed map of the area, La Virginia Par, and he made the map in 1585. So this map indicates that they did have a knowledge of this area, but there's something else interesting about this map that I'll touch on in just a moment. In 2012, there was a study requested by the First Colony Foundation. The British Museum investigated the patches that were included on this map. Usually, now these patches don't indicate, like, it could be a mistake on mm -hmm. the map. It could be that something was discovered and added. It could be that there was damage to the map, what have you. But... White's writings led them to wonder if this patch was more than just covering up an error. And when they looked underneath one of the patches, they found a blue four-pointed star. Now this star at the time was a very common symbol for a fort. So you might be thinking, okay, well, that's just where they planned to make the fort. He put the patch over it in order to say, nope, the fort was moved. This is an old idea. Let me cover it up. It's a mistake. However, the very same symbol I never, I didn't know this. This is so interesting. The okay. very same symbol was drawn with invisible ink on the patch itself. So it's like he tried to cover what? up the idea that a fort would be here in this area, but left the marking for the fort, but invisible ink. It's very strange. It's almost like he wanted to 
obfuscate the idea that this fort was there. I, I don't know. But the idea here is that with all this information given and discovered now in 2012, maybe this is where the Roanoke colonists might have gone to. And I don't know why he would cover it up and make it an invisible sign. Uh, maybe he wanted to hide the fact that that's where they were going. Maybe he wanted to protect them from question mark. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, like who else is going to see the map? I don't know. We are apparently. But it's interesting. I just like, I find that so fascinating. Oh, cover up that there's a fort there. But not if you know how to read invisible ink. Strange. I just find it fascinating that we had invisible ink during those times. Yeah, I think uh, it's not as fancy <laughs> as like we would think. It's probably some right. something with like lemon and urine, and then you heat it up and it goes and it <laughs> lemon oxidizes. And urine. I I don't know. Let me. I'm gonna Google invisible ink. Invisible ink. Lemon urine. No. I think when you heat it up, it then oxidizes. Right? Can urine actually be used as invisible ink? Let's see. <laughs> that's an office thing okay i'm pulling that out of, out of the office but yeah, yeah, yeah i think i think basically anything with acidic fruit juice uh which would just be like citric acid right so any any citrus fruit uh would probably be a good base for a heat activated invisible we're getting off a tangent <laughs> no no you're talking about <laughs> peeing on stuff yeah, this man's peeing on the map <laughs> but anyway, we, we have this location and we're going to call this location Site X because, hey, X marks the spot. That's what people refer to this as. Let's just get past it. <laughs> um, now, when, when looking at Site X in 2015, there was archaeological evidence at this site that included European pottery, but no evidence of a fort. So it maintains this ambivalence of, is this where they moved or is this just like happenstance I, like they found european pottery here and this is enough evidence to show that maybe somebody lived here for a long term or stored food here or had a footprint here in some yeah, way yeah but no fort i mean no like housing as it were now it is worth noting though regarding this pottery it is unknown at this point in time because it is a recent development that this pottery could be from the roanoke colonists or it could be from another group we will probably figure that out in the in the coming years hopefully but that does provide a little bit of a wrinkle here. Adding to this though, in 1937, there was a tourist visiting North Carolina and they claimed to find stones inscribed with messages at the mouth of the Chowan River. And this again would indicate that people might've moved to the Chowan River, which was the plan. Yeah, which was the plan originally, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and these are called the Dare Stones. Okay. The text on the stones was interpreted as a message from Eleanor Dare to her father. She supposedly wrote of spirits and Native Americans attacking them. Supposedly more stones were discovered, but those ones were found out to be hoaxes. The original Dare stones could never be verified or figured out if they were hoaxes. So those are just another piece of this huh. ambiguous evidence. Yeah. But if you, but if you want to take it for, for face value... This is probably one of the images that we'll tweet at Red Web Pod, but oh. on one side, it's got a little cross on it with a long message, and on the other side, it's got a little cross that says, um, I think it indicates that their daughter had passed away, Virginia, and then eventually is signed by EWD. So that would be Eleanor Dare. I'm not sure of her middle name, but it's interesting. It could be a forgery. It could be one of those things where people heard theories and then they backpedaled into faking some sort of evidence it's hard to say mm, yeah but you know 450 years or at Long at least at the time, time of discovery it'd be like f almost 400 years 
Uh, those stones would definitely have been aged pretty harshly. The carvings wouldn't look so fresh, and, and maybe they just would have been buried by natural terraforming. I, I don't know, but regardless, the dare stones are out there, and they're very interesting. Whoa, that's hey, that's intriguing. But yeah, man, that could have that could have easily have been forged. Right, and I and I think the bigger wrinkle here is that assuming the pottery is from Roanoke, assuming that the dare stones are authentic. And assuming that this is all what happened, that this theory is true, it's very strange that they would carve the word Croatoan rather than, hey, Choan River, the place that we planned on going, we're there, right? Yeah. Right, like, leave some sort of hint? Yeah, I mean, I, a one-word clue that almost has nothing... I don't know, it just seems strange. It's But also, like, if they did go up there, I, I mean, I guess, like, they never returned... But kind of just live like when there be evidence of a colony there that lived their lives generations upon generations. Yeah, or just fizzled out. I mean, you know, because like if you have a if they moved and there was a colony of folk here at the the mouth of this river and they just persisted. I mean, you regardless of what happened, they they are not there anymore, or they weren't when people came back to recolonize you'd think mm -hmm. that you would inadvertently stumble into them or what have you and this and this is kind of playing into a theory that i have down the line um so I'll, i'm beating around the bush but i don't know I, I think this one's interesting i think it does try to line up a lot of some of the facts but it also leans a lot on items that we just don't know the validity yeah. of or the authenticity yeah. of i, I could see because it's trying to just pull everything together and 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 put a nice little bow on it but there's mm -hmm. some stuff that I'm just like, ah, oh, man, we're really banking on this being real. Yeah. Well, one thing that I wanted to close this theory out with, and maybe this this might help address the the uh, confusion with the map and the patches and the invisible ink. Uh, we have Croatoan Island native and founder of the Croatoan Archaeological Society, Scott Dawson, who believes that this map was related to Ralph Lane's economic and military plans regarding Spain. All that is to say, perhaps they used invisible ink and patched over this fort such that if this map made its way into Spanish hands, that they wouldn't be able to come and attack this this colony, knowing that... Remember, because that was their initial concern. Right. Was that Spain was already colonizing the Latin Americas as we know them now, but... So they said, okay, well, let's go further up north. They're not going to know we're here. We're going to do our thing. But then if Spain got a hold of this map, they would have been like, hmm, I see you. Let's end that. And yes. so maybe yeah. that's what it was. And that's why it was still marked, but now with invisible ink. And then I have to ask the question, was there some sort of sacred law of removing patches on maps? I, I feel like the Spanish would, the Spanish would right, be like, just rip it right rip. off. Mm, there's a thing here. Also, it's not like you don't have invisible ink that they don't have. You know, like if you got invisible ink, it is what it is. I feel like they're going to test your map and find I would out still, that. Right. You know? It's just like, I'd still test it. Yeah. And ha you'd have it on hand to test. Right. You're gonna you're gonna test that patch. You're gonna you're gonna test the whole map for invisible ink. You're gonna look for moon runes and all that. So I, I know that was a bit of a twisty, turny narrative. The idea of this theory, in brief, is that the Roanoke colonists simply traveled further west, which was one of the other plans that John White had had. Totally valid. Totally reasonable. I think it leans on some shaky evidence, but it's interesting for sure. Yeah. Hey everyone, it's your old pal Trevor here 
with a couple of messages, a little bit of housekeeping, and just a break from the creepy disappearance theme going on. Roanoke is a fascinating mystery. Man, I'm happy that we're finally covering it. But hey, just wanted to thank you all so much for continuing to buy our merch and support us in the many ways that you can, whether you're spreading our podcast by word of mouth with your friends, anybody that you know that likes mysteries as much as you do, subscribing to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash redwebpod, store.roosterteeth.com, all that good stuff. Just wanted to, as always, take a beat to thank you for being a member of the task force. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, or at the beginning of this month, I should say, we have a couple more disappearance-themed episodes coming your way, and then we go right back into our our typical spread of mysteries. So if disappearances aren't your thing, if for some reason you're feeling exhausted by them, don't worry. Right around the corner, we got the creepy crawlies coming right at you. But with that said, I want to talk about some of our sponsors for this week. Red Web is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Sometimes we all need a little help handling what's going on in our lives, or just help improving our lives. And when that's the case, therapy is a great tool to work on your emotions and your goals, and or just to unload. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I know I never pop onto the webcam because who wants to see that, okay? Uh, But you don't have to, which is nice. It's more affordable than in-person therapy as well, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours, nice and quick. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback from a professional. You'd be surprised at what you might be able to gain from it. See if it's for you. Uh, This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and RedWeb listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash redweb. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash redweb. RedWeb is also sponsored by Raycon. Raycon wireless earbuds are the best way to listen to the content that you enjoy. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort, various sizes in case you have big ol' ears like me, and they don't stick out of your ears so they look nice and sleek. I know this because Raycon sent me a pair and they're nice and blue, my favorite color, and so when I'm out on my runs or on a walk, I get to listen to music with high quality headphones in my ears, they're not falling out, and like I said, they have those adjustable tips which make it nice and snug in my big ol' ears so I don't have to worry about them falling out or looking goofy and sticking out like some do. They're pretty sleek and I really do like them. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life so you can listen to music, podcasts, whatever you enjoy for a very long time. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound every bit as good. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Red Web listeners, that's you, Task Force, you can get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash redweb. That's buyraycon.com slash redweb to save 15% on Raycons. Again, that's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash redweb. And with that said, let's head right back into our disappearance. So now let's move on to some of the more fanciful fun ones. Uh, Because no definitive evidence of the Roanoke colonist location had ever been found, right? Like the place was gutted and empty, like a ghost town. Many Mm -hmm. theories suggest that something supernatural occurred. And I'll be honest, I know uh, we talk about the supernatural. It it tends to be one of the solutions to real world mysteries quite often, (laughs) much like ARGs are the solution to a lot of online mysteries. Um, But this one as a kid, the supernatural solution, like, oh my God, this piqued my interest so hard because we knew so little. 
we, and I mean, we still do, but we know more now. Like there's developments in 2012, 2015. But when I'm a kid, I just know people up and disappeared. That's all I'm told. That's all I know. And I'm like, yo, aliens came up and snatched them or like the mouth <laughs> of the earth just opened and swallowed them whole. Like the lizard people crawled out and took their skins. I, I don't know, man. Right. Yeah. You just go, oh my God, it's crazy. It's crazy. But that's kind of where this theory does stem from because how does a whole group, a hundred plus people just disappear overnight? In a new land, I would answer quite easily. But this is where the theory steps in. Maybe aliens had arrived in Roanoke and while trying to escape, the colonists were unable to finish etching the word Croatoan in the tree and they were only able to write C-R-O as they were abducted by aliens. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Wait, what? That's what, the, you know, that's as, as simple as it gets. They were abducted. Okay. And and all of their goods and, and their homes were all taken along with them for the, in, the intention of study, perhaps. All right. Unfortunate. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, I kind of made that last part up, but <laughs> along with this theory of them being abducted... <laughs> To kind of round it out, they say, well, why were the houses gone? Why were the valuables gone? Well, they claim that maybe locals came and, and looted the island once the colonists were gone. Um, because that's just sitting stuff. Uh, might as well. Somebody left a, a nice book in my backyard. I suppose I'd keep it. You know, after I did some sort of forensics on it to make sure I wasn't being set up. But right, Exactly. <laughs> yep. That's just what this show did to me. But really kind of getting back into folklore like we did last week. Uh, there is the idea, too, that the, the colonists could have been scared away by ghosts or spirits, which are very in line with a lot of uh, Native American folklore. In fact, going back to the Dare Stone, if we're to take that as an authentic relic, that stone does discuss being chased away. Um, not necessarily by Native Americans either, but by uh, spirits or ghosts of some sort, that they were chased and scared away. So I feel like we see evidence of wherever they ended up landing on. That's the biggest thing to me, right? Is if they were chased away, but then again, it's begging the question. It's uh, it's proving yourself by being yourself. It, it's a philosophical argument, but or a, a logical fallacy. But basically, they're saying that if the dare stone exists, it supports the fact that they fled. And if they fled, there would be evidence of them existing. Well, that's the dare stone, so that proves that they did flee and that they were somewhere else. And and I can't. You can't use the dare stone to prove both sides of the argument. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. No, you really can't. So that's, I think, what is called begging the question. It's a logical fallacy. I took philosophy 101. It was awesome. I never went back to it uh, after that. It's very deep stuff uh, beyond my capacity to think. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, basically all that is to say is you can't prove yourself with yourself. Now... I'm just going to give you a little breather here before I dive into the next one. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Researcher for the Zombie Research Society, Andre Freeman, theorized that a zombie outbreak may have occurred at Roanoke. Now, this is where I would love to sit across the table from you, giving you knowing looks, because I had never heard this before. Oh, okay. But because it's on an island, they're, they're saying, okay, the virus would have been contained to the island. Uh, please don't turn away from the podcast. There's another theory after this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want you to hear the next one. Uh, but but because it's on an island, if, if you are to subscribe to this theory, the virus would have been contained. And so it would have taken out all of the, the, the colonists. They would have decomposed in a few years before White returned. 
and bada boom, bada bing. What happened with all of the goods? I guess it goes back to the idea that they would have had to have been looted because a zombie outbreak wouldn't necessarily make your buildings and items disappear. But truly, you're, you're not going to have these bodies decay in three years. It's, it's only three years. Even if they drop dead the minute you look to the horizon, I'm sorry, you're going to yeah. have an unfortunately morbid evidence. scene of bones. Right. So, I mean, as always, I don't want to be too flippant with the supernatural. I know we have a lot of, a lot of believers in our audience. I just don't think that Wasabi? that's the key. F yeah, I don't think that's the key for this lock, my friend. And so now, finally, drum roll, I've been bearing the lead on this next theory. Uh, I'm excited about this one. I didn't know a whole lot about it. I personally find a lot of uh, a validity in this, but turns out it also is the leading theory with regards to the Roanoke mystery. So, many theorize that the carvings believed to be left by the Roanoke colonists point to them leaving to join the people at Croatoan Island, which would be current day Hatteras Island. So remember, we have Monteo, who came back from Europe with the colonists for Roanoke, and his mother was the chieftain of the Croatoans. We also know that John White and the many people there of the colony made amends with the Croatoans and seemed to reestablish positive relationships. Monteo, again, uh, was the one who felt differently from Wachese, who didn't feel like he could trust the colonists any longer and uh, wanted nothing to do with them after his trip back from Europe. But Monteo had those positive uh, relationships still, right? And uh, in fact, it was so positive that he was helping them out and John White actually gave him the title Lord Baron of Roanoke as a result of that assistance. The colonists at Roanoke may have decided to assimilate with them. Assimilate is a very clinical term, but basically uh, maybe they decided to just cut their losses and say, we are in a strange land. We are not well equipped. These are good people who are helping us out. Let's go live with them, help them sow the land, help them with their uh, building and their society and their culture and what have you, and just become one of their people. And that's, that's what this theory purports, is that they moved in, essentially moved in, with the Croatoans nearby, and that's where it went. Yeah. But that's the theory. And I think it's very interesting and there is a, a few pieces of evidence that have come up in the past few years that have made this even more interesting, but I'll continue on. Mm -hmm. So let's go back. Let's take a step back from that conclusion and kind of figure out how maybe we got there. So John White wrote in his journal that when he uh, left the colonists, they all agreed mutually that while he's gone, that if they for some reason decide that they needed to leave, they needed a way to inform White where they were headed very smart to do this. Yep. He actually told the colonists to carve the name of the location into a tree so that if he were to return and they were gone, boom, look at a tree, find the name, find what was carved on it, and you will know. If the colonists were going there against their will, exactly right. Now, in addition to that, if they were being uh, taken there against their will, I don't know how you would have time, first of all, to carve this into a tree, right. but you would add, you would draw a Maltese cross over the name. And that would simply imply, hey, we this is not a decision that we are making ourselves. Well, these etchings that they found on the post and on the tree were found without this cross. I would imagine that the finished etching on the post would actually contain the cross. Uh, I, I feel like if, if you were going somewhere, you might wanna start with the cross first, I don't know. Would you want to convey the location or the hostility first? What? what, what? Uh, the hostility? Yeah. 
Yeah, because, I mean, you you want to go be prepared. I mean, if you know the location, you're not ready for it, then what's the point, right? Right. You're just putting more people in danger. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I would have been like, well, come find us, maybe, and uh, and go from there. But here's the thing. Like, I was going to joke about this, but I think it might actually be what went down. I'm asking why, okay, on one hand, did they have, like, John Smith, uh, a different John, did they have him carve uh, Croatoan into this wooden post, and then his mom comes out and says, oh, John, dang it, he said onto a tree, that's not a tree, and so off he went and carved it into a tree, and then they ran out of time, and then they left. Like, why did it not finish? C-R-O is what's carved into the tree. Or was it perhaps, like, practice on this wooden post before you scratch it into this tree or was it that they carved into the tree c r o and then someone wise came through and said listen this is a tree it's going to grow we don't know how how soon they'll be back and this carving that you're leaving might be gone by the time they get here so instead put it on this dead tree this carved wooden post that we have so when they get here it will be more obvious and it won't weather away as easily maybe yeah, dang, all that works for me. It, it all works. And that's, I mean, I've always wondered, why is it CRO nothing? I mean, that's what's on the tree. But, you know, I don't know, man. That's, woo. I mean, I guess because it gets the point across, right? Do you really need the rest? Does it? Uh, Imagine you only had that and you didn't have the wooden post. Mm, yeah. It's just a lot, especially, now think of this. This is why I kind of doubt the dare stones, because if you're carving a single word into a tree, this is some soft medium that you're working with. If you're going to carve out a full essay on the back of a tiny stone, like it's a tablet. Yeah. Come on. Like, leave two words to indicate where you went. Like, went west 50 mile or 50 mi. Like, anything. Leave, leave something, anything right. Oh, man, it's, it's pretty vague. And like, really, did you not have time? Like... That's that's the thing. A lot of people feel like they were doing it under pressure and that that's why the one isn't finished. Because then it would be bad because something bad then, no? Yeah, but there's no Maltese cross. This is why I just oh. it just keeps coming to my mind that, you know, some young whippersnappers out there like, hey, you got the, the deed. Go carve onto the tree where we're going. You, you've got the high responsibility. And he's like, all right. And he just writes one word. And he's like, <laughs> I did it. Like, uh, I don't know. Gondam messed it up. Yeah. Damn. But regardless, that is a little bit more about the, uh, the, the agreement to carve. The, that's why it was carved into the tree. I always thought when I was younger, I was like, that's a very mysterious thing to carve into a tree. Right. Um, it's, it's ominous at best. But no, it was, it was in fact part of an agreement. And now we know, you know, we had the Croatoans, we have Croatoan Island. So to me, this is all making a whole lot of sense. They're basically saying, this is very clear. You asked us to carve the location into a tree. Mm -hmm. We kind of did that to tell you what island to go to. You didn't go to that island because your ship was damaged or what have you. You couldn't make the trek the 50 miles. So you went back to Europe for whatever reason, right? Better or worse. Yeah. It seems like we have a catalyst for the mystery being him being held up in England from the war. And then we have exacerbating that mystery by him simply not going to Croatoan. It could, yeah, really, they very well could have just been that. I feel, because I'll be real, I have some more to cover here, but I subscribe to this theory. I think that if they made genuine amends with the Croatoan people, 
that, and, and they didn't know how to live off the land here and what have you, that they would have just kind of intermingled right, and, yeah, and had yeah. families together and, and just become one people. Yeah, and they've already kind of made peace at that point. Exactly. <sighs> That's pretty good. I, I, I'm totally with this. And I mean, and, and I don't want to like make something up that didn't happen. I'm purely going off of movies at this point and not even of the same people. I'm going off of like old royalty England, Europe. But like, you know, when they wanted to make alliances, when they wanted to ease uneasy tensions, what would they do? They would have the prince and the princess of two different nations marry and... And may, who's to say they didn't do that on a low-key basis here? And and so they just intermarried. And Bob's your uncle. That's just the end of it, you know? True. That could have just been that, and that's how it went down. Yeah. Just with the stuff, though. What about uh, with the stuff? Yeah. I mean, I guess they picked up the stuff and then went. Oh, yeah. I mean, so like, you might as saying? well take yeah. what you had. Yeah. And then, I mean, man, that big gap of three years. Mm-hmm. So before I get back into my notes, I do want to say, like, that that pottery that was found further away they were like well this couldn't have been them because there's no establishment around here but i'm like but if they assimilated you know and they made huts like the similar housing that the native americans had and they lived mm -hmm. off the land it's there isn't necessarily a large footprint that they would have had to have had right like they don't need to pour concrete foundations and build this like permanent structure that's going to be there True. for us to find today like and they also could have been nomadic they could have been moving around once they did so Anyway, it's totally possible to go back and address that point with the assimilation theory. I, I digress, but um, it's a pretty. I mean, honestly, it's a solid theory. I mean, it the carving. But then, wait, why was the carving? Was it up north, in the rock? So there's the rock, which was at the mouth of the river. I. Um, I mean, we don't know if that's real. We don't know if it's real. We might want to provide a map of these three locations we're talking about: Roanoke, Croatoan and then the mouth of this river. So we can get, just like give the task force an idea of this kind of location, uh, of these main locations rather. But if we have that, we'll put that as well with our visual assets at Red Web Pod on Twitter. But yeah, so the, the stone is elsewhere. The carving of the tree is at the original Roanoke colony and the post. And Croatoan is an island also nearby. I think it's equidistant away from Roanoke, which is what makes it confusing. I think Croatoan and the mouth of that river are both 50 miles away, give or take. So that's not helping the uh, confusion, but... <laughs> Just wanted to double check. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, going off of the, the carving of the rocks being fake, that could just totally be separate from... Yeah. From all that. It could just be, yeah, someone trying to say, oh, there's a theory that they moved here? Well, let me pr pretend I found this piece of evidence here, but... Coming back to the assimilation theory though, this is where it really starts to get juicy because on paper it already makes sense, on a theoretical basis. But now flash forward to the 1700s. We have John Lawson, an English explorer of North Carolina, and he later wrote that he witnessed in this century, the 1700s, uh, that he witnessed Native Americans with gray eyes on Hatteras Island. Remember, Hatteras Island is the present day name for the Croatoan Island. So he's basically saying, okay, I'm seeing some European traits in the Native Americans on this island, which would substantiate this claim that mm -hmm, some Caucasian Europeans came over and, you know, had families, intermarried, etc., with the Native American tribe there on the island. And I have heard like fairer skin because, right, obviously Caucasians coming over. I've heard all sorts of just in hearing about this mystery that there were 
many other European traits seen in the Native Americans that would have otherwise been extremely rare or weren't seen in other tribes. And so that's another reason why people think that there's something to this, that uh, that they moved in essentially with the tribe that they were most familiar and friendly with. And again, that's, that's as simple as that. That, I mean, honestly, yeah, and then someone else jotted down their notes. Mm-hmm. That they, yeah. I mean, because why would they lie about that? You know what I mean? Why would, I don't know. Seem like there's really a reason to. Yeah. I mean, the wrinkles that come with this are the fact that there's over a hundred people at this colony that would need to come over. It's a lot to take in. We don't know when it happened, if it happened. You know, a lot of these people could have passed away. And once they hit a critical number uh, where it seemed like they were going to maybe die out in those three years, maybe that's when... Native Americans stepped in. It's just really hard to say. But again, this is like kind of all conjecture. There's no real definitive evidence that this occurred. And so it's it's really hard to kind of go off of. But one last piece on this particular theory, the University of Bristol in England and the Croatian Archaeological Society found evidence that the Native American people on Croatoan used European weapons and tools. And this was discovered back in 2012. So... I guess that flies in the face of saying no definitive evidence, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) I was about about to say, isn't that? I'm just uh, reading the notes as I have them. But I mean, to me, that sounds like relatively definitive evidence. Sounds like pretty solid evidence. I guess it's, I guess, okay, it's solid evidence. Europeans were probably all up and over this area at, at a certain point in time. True. Does it definitively prove this theory? I suppose the argument is no. But does it strongly support it in my opinion uh yeah yeah i think so and the fact that i mean it's interesting they didn't come back to that location to check on things or or leave more notes or even leave something symbolically maybe they just weren't allowed back didn't want to go back i don't know maybe it was too dangerous to go back Mm -hmm. there's a lot of questions that this theory leaves in my mind like i would personally be desperate to to leave more information to try to communicate if anyone came back. Yep. I wouldn't want to think that John White, if he was my family or leader, that he would have intentionally abandoned us. But they, these folks in the colony don't know anything about the war going on and no that he was clue. held up. Yeah. You wouldn't want to leave people in the dark. Right. So my mind is searching, but, you know, it, it is totally possible that it just wasn't safe enough to go back and continue to leave info. Damn. That maybe they did leave in a hurry because they're like, you know what? What's done is done. We're, we are dying out at this colony once more. Let's turn to survival. I don't know. I feel like you would have been able to have five or ten minutes to just continue. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You would think. Maybe they also didn't want to... They wanted to be vague because they didn't want the, um, the Spanish to come and then find them. That's a good point, too. And I will also say, maybe... You know, I don't know the mindset of these people at the time. I'm not going to try to dance with that devil... But, like, maybe when they cross the threshold of, like, joining this Native American tribe, it is to, they, they exercise themselves of their past. They, of, of the people that they came from, of the people that came before them and attacked, right? Maybe it, it is a, a truce of sorts to just kind of cut those ties, whether it's for your own safety, for their safety. You don't want the Spanish to find you. Maybe you don't even want England to come over and figure out for sure okay they're over there let's go air quote save them or that's something true. like that that's so like pretty that's a pretty good point 
I'm just kind of like guessing based on just like what I'm picking up from what we've already discussed, but I don't know. Either way, personally thinking this is very fascinating. It, it seems like the strongest theory outside of obviously being attacked and meeting an unfortunate end that way. But I don't know. I think this is very fascinating and totally possible. I like that theory a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That would and also it, make that would also make sense as to why like nothing could be found in terms of structures. Mm-hmm. Um, they just really want to make sure to clean it up and, and just move on. Right. Right. And they were just like, you know, we're we've been here for a little bit of time and we we just we want to break away from what we were and embrace what we can be. Well, I'm not an expert, but I do know that Native Americans use every part of the animal and they have a high respect for the land and nature around them. And so I can imagine too, and again, this is me totally extrapolating based on my own understandings, but it is totally possible that as part of this too, they said, we're going to clean up your footprint of where you were because we might as well let nature take it back over. It belongs to nature, not you. So let's dismantle these structures that really don't belong here if you're if we're thinking about it in that way and let's move on you know that could answer why those those buildings were were taken down but again we can answer those in a thousand different ways this theory to me though i like this theory this is yeah I don't know. It's, a, it's also a lovely theory. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would wager that this is the solution to me. Like, little kid in me is like, man, what a fascinating mystery. I would love to know what happened someday. And I feel like, honestly, this is, I feel like this one's it. This is just my conjecture, though. Yeah, I'd like to lean on this one. This one yeah. feels good. <laughs> uh, but beyond that, those are the bigger um, theories. I want to kind of touch on some of the smaller theories and they aren't worth really expanding upon because any information I could add to them has already been discussed in the other theories. But simply enough, some of the smaller theories, the colonists left to where they originally planned to establish a colony, which would be Chesapeake Bay. Again, that wasn't checked upon, so it's hard to say. Another theory is that they tried to sail back to England or Europe at large and and failed and were lost at sea. Another theory purports that maybe the Spanish did in fact find them and they were killed and their settlement was dismantled that way. Mm. And the fourth, I know it's smaller, but I do actually think there is some, man, terrible pun, meat on this bone, is (laughs) that cannibalism struck, right? Supplies are limited. They sent back John White with their flagship in order to get more supplies, and when they didn't get it, it is totally possible that they turned to cannibalism because let's just think down the road, we have Jamestown, and there's evidence at Jamestown that this also occurred. So it isn't, it's it's not ridiculous to, to consider, you know? Yeah, that's gruesome. Very. Which is another reason why I want to go with the, <laughs> with the fact that they right. kind of uh, moved in again. I don't know what it would be. You're not moving in, but, you know, moving in with the Croatoan because it just seems so, so much nicer. You know, they lived out a, a new and different life and uh, off they went yeah. rather than they ate each other dead or were attacked or karma got them you know like i feel like we'd see more evidence if it was like cannibalism that, you know what be, that's true there's probably still be people there I, I, don't, I don't know like yeah you got like bone toothpicks and bone bones yeah it's all like, over the place yeah i don't know i feel like we would see some things but I, I, it's definitely like something you think about you're like oh maybe it got really dark yeah well man that's the roanoke mystery damn very fascinating. I hope we covered some information that you might not have heard about. 
uh, because I know I didn't know all of these theories or all of these no, pieces not at of all. information. I just know the, uh, the, the, I don't know what, what Hollywood spins up. Right. You know, the carving on the tree and you know, a bunch of people disappear and then and American horror stories. Yeah. yeah. Supernatural Ghosts. stuff. It's, um, very interesting. You know, a lot of people do consider this to be relatively solved now uh, due to some of the insights of the past few years. But most people, as it were, still not convinced, leaving it yet another unsolved mystery that we cover here on our Monday episodes. Fredo, I'm excited for the last mystery, the last disappearance of the month. It's going to oh, be a good one. one more. That's right. Uh, man, this was a good one, though. This was like, I mean, you said Rona. Oh, OK. Um, yeah. not, as, not as scary as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no, I mean, not as scary when you get to jump back and forth across the Atlantic narratively. Yeah, but that's true. For the folks going to and from, I listen, I don't want to go on an old school boat and take the several week trip across the Atlantic to be mm -hmm. in, a, in a country that is totally estranged to us. But yeah, from, from a story perspective, definitely less spooky. But man, yeah, like I said, one of those, uh, just one of those mysteries that stood out to me as a kid. Very fascinating. And yeah, we will see you all next Monday for another mystery. Later, everyone. <laughs>